Hey Teens, the Hey Teens theme zine, issue number one, is on stands now. It's on stands in some stores, and you can find out where at heyteenspodcast.com, and you can also order the zine from the website directly. We've got a lot of things. we got uh, stories, we got drawings, we have videos. It's yeah. crazy. You're going to want to download a QR reader for your phone because John and I each made a video and you can scan it and it brings you right to the YouTube page. And to get a free copy of the zine, you can go to punchcards.etsy.com and when you order a card, you can get a zine for free. We love you, teens. Enjoy the show. Teens. Hey, teens. Wow. This We're is episode 50. 50? Yeah. Holy crap. An we episode are... for every state? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of breaking it down. Which state's this gonna, this one for? I, I'm going to go with uh, North Dakota. Okay, I was going to say Hawaii, because it wasn't, wasn't that the 50th state? But this is our 50th state. That's true. North Dakota, this one's for you. <laughs> Shout uh, out to all of our buddies out there. <laughs> ND. If you actually are, I wonder if we do have any listeners in North Dakota. We used to have that breakdown on our, we got on our it. podcast. We, have we it. do? Yeah, I, I decided to, to shell out the extra five bucks a month to get yeah. that information again. I'm going to look that up. And if, and if you are in North Dakota, write to us and I'll, we'll send you some pins or something. Yeah, we got pins and stuff. Well, we have a very special guest today uh, joining us from the band TS in the Past Haunts and Piebald, um, Travis Shettle. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Doing great. great. What's, what's happening? What's new with you? <laughs> Not much. Just uh, finishing up a video, working oh, nice. at a bar, and playing music. That is the dream. Awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Um, do you have a new TS in the Past Haunts album coming out, or is this for one for the last album? Uh, no, it's one for a new EP. We have three songs that we're just going to release digitally. Cool. Um, and we made a video, a stop-motion video with a wind-up heart. Oh, oh cool. no way. And I went to the place today and cleaned up all of our mess. And it was <laughs> picked up all of our props and stuff. It was great. Awesome. That's it's kind that's of a great. celebration slash sadness. Well, that sounds like, yeah, very bittersweet. <clears throat> uh, I love the, the first album, though. Thanks. It's a lot of fun. Thanks. Yes, yeah, we have really a good yeah. time. We're playing on Friday. Really? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Where? This comes, this comes out, out tomorrow. Yeah, so. Oh, awesome. Where, where's the show? Oh, we can we do play, plugs right we now. We play at Satellite. At oh, really? o'clock with oh, Great Northern and yeah. Light FM. And then oh, another, I love Light and FM. Young, Young Light is the band who has a record coming out that night. Uh, Josiah awesome. from Light FM may be the sweetest person on the planet. Yes, Ben and Heather know him well. Yeah, he is... My bass player and drummer. Right on, yeah. Uh, do you know Light FM, Eric? Uh, yeah, actually, I think uh, you played me a couple of their uh, of their. So tracks. good. Yeah, that's really gonna, good. That's going to be an awesome show. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun one. Friday night... Do you have any like other? Do you have like a tour coming up, or is that just like no. a, kind of a one shot deal? Just that that show, and then there's one on the day that we're going to release the EP, which is the 27th of August, which is the day before my birthday. Oh, and wow. we're hoping somebody will premiere the video because we put a lot of work into it, and it looks really good. I'll show it to you guys on my phone later. Excellent. Yeah. It's a rough cut, but it's looking really awesome, and we spent a lot of time on it and the songs, so it's cool. That's we're awesome. Excited. And now. Uh, we became familiar with you because um, this is about our teenage years. Actually, yeah. in our teenage years, 
uh, in the band Piebald. Yes. Yeah. yes. I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah you were a teenager when that <laughs> well, started. Well, for some of it. Right. Well, yeah. so how old were you when you, when you started Piebald? When Piebald started, I was probably... When actual Piebald started... I think I was 16. Okay. But Aaron and I were in a band <laughs> called Dork Knob. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. I know. Great. I know. Uh, Dork Knob. Before that, and I think that was about 14 to like the 15 zone. And then Aaron and I moved on, and I picked up a guitar instead of the bass. Mm-hmm. And then we found Andy because we knew his sister. But it's all because we lived in Andover, and we're all going to... Right. Not necessarily the town high school, but we all lived like really close. You obviously heard of people closer to you you know mm-hmm. right right so <clears throat> did you did you go to phillips academy i did not no. i had some skateboarding friends that did uh but nobody in piebald went there yeah because i i um have a really good friend of mine grew up in north andover so i'm pr- pretty familiar I spent a lot of time there during <clears throat> the summers we used to skateboard there and then because we skateboarded at phillips we would meet kids who were going to phillips mm-hmm. you know and then you'd just We'd meet up with them and then skate at their, basically like their parents' school or where they were going to school or where their dad taught English, you know, it was awesome. Right, right. right. So we'd just go in there until we got chased out and then we'd have to find a new place to skate. Those were the teenage years. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you get into skateboarding? Skateboarding was like early, you know, 13, 12, 13, 14. Uh And there was a group of kids that all skateboarded together. Myself, Aaron from Piebald, our friend Mark McGarry, Mark Haggerty, Mike Parziel, who helped us do the vegetable oil uh, diesel conversions. We're going to talk about that <clears throat> yeah, soon. But Mike We're was a skateboarder. Uh, Eli, Eli's brother. It was, it was, we had a good crew of kids. A lot kids of shout-outs, by the way. Who, <laughs> who would just go skateboarding after yeah. school, and on half days we'd hide our skateboards like in the woods and go grab them after school and go <laughs> skateboard until we got kicked out of some place, and then you go somewhere else until you got kicked out of there. Sometimes you get chased up and into you the hills. Like, yeah. And you have to yeah. remind everyone, hey man, skateboarding's not a crime. Skateboarding's not a crime. It's not that bad. There are <laughs> way worse things we could be doing. Yeah, absolutely. We're just trying to get from point A to point B with, while doing some cool shit in between. Yeah. I was always skating. We are going to ruin the curbs, and yeah. I'm sorry, but at least we're not doing something stupid. I was always skater adjacent. Like all my friends were oh, skaters, me too. but I yeah. was like way too uncoordinated to do yeah. anything. Well, my quit. first crush was a skate was a skater girl, yeah. and uh, oh, really? get you every time. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that I mean, it turns out she she's a total lesbian, oh. big time. But and, and there were a lot of things that should have clued me off. Should have tipped you off to yeah, that. <laughs> but uh, but she's doing great, so good for her. But yeah, I was always like hanging out while people were like building half pipes and yeah, stuff. And yeah, I was just yeah. like. Cool guys, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> um, so before you you started any sort of band, were you you were just playing bass or were you playing guitar? Well, I played piano from ages six to twelve ish, okay. and then definitely piano got uncool when you reached teenagers. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like this is like dorky instrument that my mom played. Uh-huh. I got to some cooler, and then I picked up the uh, like acoustic guitar, but it was kind of like. Maybe not Spanish style, but it had the, the weird strings and With it was like acoustic. Yeah, it was yeah. like more finger picks. You guys insist, but you just totally did some air guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, air yeah. classical finger picking. This is totally a visual show, guys. You're missing out on a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is when I'm blowing fire. <laughs> oh my God. This is crazy. Singed John's eyebrows right there. But, yeah, uh, then from there, bass, and then I picked up a guitar. Were, uh, was there a lot of like family pressure to play piano or. No, but that was the common instrument of 
uh, families of the show, like of the uh, family past, you know, and right. like other you, stepbrothers and sisters too. But did you reconnect with piano? Because I know that you got yeah, that piebald has some. Absolutely, yeah, I started yeah. re. We had one. We had a piano, which was actually my grandmother and my mother's piano. Shout out. Uh, yep. Once again, I'm going to do it all night long, <laughs> all night. Um, trip on those names just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nana, if you're still with us, let's talk about your piano. I put many beers on top of it. But that being said, <clears throat> um, when we had the piano at the house where all of Piebald lived, we were writing a lot of songs and. Only a handful, probably four or something, came out of uh, me playing the piano in the living room. Uh-huh. And everybody would come down and I'd be like, oh, I think I got this thing. Let's, like, let's work on it when we go to practice today. And then that would happen. But all in all, not many songs came out of the piano. But a uh-huh. few did. A handful did actually get written mm-hmm. and made on a piano. Uh, what's one I really like? Uh, I think it's just called like piano song in A minor or yeah. something like that. Is that, that what it's called? For, that was for a high school report I did on Tchaikovsky. Oh, really? Let's talk about that. I was <laughs> supposed to. Um, I I had to write a report about an artist, and then create something in their style or mm-hmm. what I perceived as their style at the time, uh-huh. and so I chose Tchaikovsky and. Uh, I just liked his music when I heard it on classical radio and something drew me to it. And so I tried to write a piano song that reminded me of what he mm-hmm. would have done. Usually his stuff was more orchestral. Uh-huh. Really, he didn't do a lot of solo stuff. And I was also like 17. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it uh, that was for a report. And then it just... That's crazy. We but liked that it song, that didn't show up until later on, right? Was that, was that it a, was probably... Like yeah, it was on that album, and I would say that was only a year or two after I had recorded it. I uh-huh. recorded it on a little cassette thing in my in the living room uh-huh. on a chair, mm-hmm. and I went to the I pressed play and I went to the ch- to piano and played it a couple times and screwed it up and had to do it again, and then I went back and played it again. Air piano, you guys can't see. Yeah, that. I'm taking some pictures and, uh, just so that we get some of the visuals in here. Wait, wait, and then. Uh, so, you know, I, did, I would go back and mess it up and start again and try it again. And then uh, once I got it, eventually we s- spliced it into the tape of When Life Hands You oh, Lemons cool. and just threw, got it in there somehow. I don't remember how that happened, but I know it happened because right, right, right. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, um, that's pretty awesome. So you get together with Aaron. Um, and you grew up in the, the, I'm just saying this for the listeners, obviously you knew where you grew up, in the Merrimack Valley, which I guess at the time was a lot of like, Hardcore and metal, well, mm-hmm. hardcore mostly, right? Yeah, there were a lot of great bands coming out of that area at that time. Yeah, um, it's, cr- it's crazy all the Converge bands that came out and of it. Cave In, yeah. and I mean Kurt, kind of Kurt and Jake from Cave In, or excuse me, from Converge went to the same high school as myself and Aaron and John mm-hmm. Sullivan, the first drummer from Piebald, mm-hmm. and he kind of like, or Kurt in particular, recruited us myself and Aaron and John and kind of like took us under his wing and did side projects where he would involve us uh, and John because mm-hmm. John was beyond his time. He was like a machine. It was, mm-hmm. He was unstoppable. <laughs> that being said, Kurt really like showed us a lot of different music at that time. He was three years, I think, older than me. So he was a senior when I was a freshman. Okay. And then Jake was a junior when I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of 
just helped all of us in Piebald to like forge our musical path. You know, they huh. kind of like started the. They helped us to to hone it in and find like a place to let it out. You right, know, right. yeah, that's it was awesome. awesome. And like a lot of that earlier stuff that you guys were doing was more akin to like absolutely that kind of stuff. Yeah, we basement mm-hmm. shows and oh yeah, s- screaming music. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, for sure, hardcore. Who yeah. were uh, who were your? I mean, not necessarily even hardcore bands, but who were your big like? Bands that you would geek out over when you were Fugazi, Dinosaur Junior. Um, there's gonna be more. There's <laughs> gonna be so many more. Um, I, we loved Weezer too. That was like sure, the, yeah. that was like the tipping point. That was realizing when Sunny Day and, Re- and Weezer were yeah. like, oh yeah, you can still make cool music and it it, it doesn't it, have to be as yeah, harsh as brutal. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. it can be like melodious, more melodious. Right. You know, but uh, even like Gorilla Biscuits and Jawbreaker and um, the Pixies obviously were uh-huh. huge in Massachusetts and yeah. the Cars. And we had a great station uh, called WFNX. I believe it's mm-hmm. still a station. I do not know what they play anymore. Um, I'm assuming it's probably like three doors down. Yeah, probably. But they once played all sorts of great alternative music. They would play everything from the Smiths to even Bob Marley every once in a while huh. got played on there because it was the right. alternative station. It just right. had music that was not popular music or classical music or classic rock. It just... Right. It was literally it, the alternative. It right. was awesome. They'd play the Smithereens and they'd play Cliffs of Dunin and they'd play all these weird unknown bands and they'd play Love and Rockets. And right, right, right. It was great. Did you have like a one of those movie moments where maybe you were listening to it and they started playing like a piebald song or something and you freaked out and... Everyone turned on the radios and stuff. <laughs> I wish. I think I would have had one of those movie moments had I been younger uh-huh. and Piebald got played on there. Because we did, the, our songs were eventually played on WF and S. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I would have had more of the like, whoa, holy cow, there it is, I hear it, oh my god. <laughs> if I was a little younger when it happened. Right, right, right. right. But it was still very cool. Yeah. I do not. But you know, uh, like the station that you listened to and that played all the things that kind of shaped where you were musically, it you know, was, knowing that I, you were then part of the club. I absolutely chalk up WFNX uh, to part of who I am musically. So mm-hmm. like, it absolutely mm-hmm. had an impact on what I was listening to and what I found out about. Right on. Um, when did... This is something I'm fascinated in now, because I'm, I'm also in a band and we've gone on a few tours, but it's different now that you're like, you know, full, a full-grown man. What? And with like responsibilities. <laughs> and stuff. But um, when Piebald first I'm not started. not 17 go- anymore? What? When, when Piebald first started going on tour, how old were you guys? And also, that must have been so fucking fun. <laughs> Our first tour was um, the East, an East Coast tour, and it was the summer of 96, because it was the wow. year I graduated. Uh-huh. And I don't. I think that was with Caven. Mm hmm. And I was playing bass with them at the time because they didn't have a bass player. Mm -hmm. And we just went down to Florida and came back up and played all these shows in basements. Or I remember I Defy House in Atlanta. That place was some place we we went back to multiple times. Even if it moved, Mm -hmm. we would go to wherever the new place was. Uh And then the summer of 97, we did the full U.S. tour with Jesuit. Oh, Jesuit. Oh, my God. This is Jesus Jesuit. (laughs) This is like totally like a blast from... 
from oh, Casper. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Tell me about it. But yeah, that was so. Yeah, summer of '96. Okay. Mm-hmm. I graduated. We went on tour, and then we did the first summer tour. We picked up Aaron from his graduation because he was a year younger than me, <laughs> and we started our first <laughs> full U.S. tour in summer of '97. Right. Oh, that's and, so cool. Uh, um, sorry, not to get too too geeky about Pieball, but I mean, to to, to confess something, they were like. You guys are probably my favorite band of, you know, from my all, I mean, still probably to this day, but like huge, like huge uh, for me from like high school up through college and even past college and stuff. Um, when you guys did like Life Hands You Lemons, what was the conversation within the band of like, let's change the sound a little bit because you guys were more of like a hardcore, not yeah, hardcore, that was but, you know, a lot more screaming polished. Yeah. and more. And I think a few things happened. And if I can look back on it now and and try to possibly explain what happened, because mm-hmm. I, I don't exactly know, sure, but yeah. uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chalk it up to a few things. One is that group of songs got written very, um, a lot less linearly than... Um, a lot of other things. I went to school mm-hmm. in Colorado for a semester and I left while we started <clears throat> excuse me writing some of those songs. Mm-hmm. So I got back and we wrote the other like two thirds of those songs. And I think that alone, that time away, we'd all just you know, we'd fallen in love with things like Weezer and Sunny mm-hmm. Day, like sure, I yeah. talked to you about, and I think that had just pulled us over the edge into something and we went from writing uh Sometimes friends fight, mm-hmm. and then there was that seven inch and the split with cave in, and then we wrote when life hands you lemons, and I think the transition just came really fast. Of uh, between my travels of first college experience, and mm-hmm. then listening to a whole lot of new music, I think something happened in that time frame where when we went back to record, we were maybe not a new band, but it was a very different sound. Right, you guys had all changed so much. Yeah. Um, this is a question we like to ask our guests. What was your first, or did you have any weird college roommates? Um, I actually only had one, mm-hmm. uh, Jacob, and he was wonderful. Okay. Because when I went back to Massachusetts after uh, quitting, dropping out of school or college, um, when I went back to UMass Boston, I didn't have roommates because oh. UMass Boston is a commuter school. Yeah. Mm. So there was no, I only had a roommate for one semester of college or a dorm mate. Yeah. yeah right. Dorm mate. Yeah, cause John and he was a, actually really nice. Jacob was great. That's lucky. Were you John. the weird roommate? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Although we did really cool stuff with the furniture. Mm. Oh, really? I remember that. We were both very furniture creative. We'd, uh-huh. we'd move it around every once in a while. It was kind of cool. Just to so kind of change things up. Yeah, we'd be like, yeah. look, I don't, let's just get weird with Something's it. Something's feeling a little stale around yeah. here. Let's just we, like, redecorate. You, when you have to not really study somewhere, where do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, actually, my, my brother Scott had a question he wanted me to ask you. Uh, and I think this would apply to any of our musician guests. Uh, so were there any songs when you were growing up that you hated that now you have come to love? Um, While you're thinking of your answer, I'll, I'll say for me, reggae as a genre was one that I hated. Yeah, see, I could, I've gone the I, reverse way with that. Oh, you liked it? Well, I, it? I mean, I think that I was like convinced that I liked it just because it was everywhere and okay. it was like, okay. Plus, my brother Dan 
loves UB40. <laughs> so, so one of my first singles was UB40 Red Red, Red, Red Wine. Yeah. Red Red Wine. Yeah, Excellent. my mom was not really pleased because I didn't. Re- I didn't even really, you know, when that came out. I don't even remember what year it was, but mm. I was probably ten or eleven. Yeah, right, uh-huh. late eighties. Um, but it just was the topic of being drunk because you missed a woman. That's uh-huh. the whole song. <laughs> yeah. Red, red wine, the whole thing. And uh, it was either playing that single or uh, I remember the Escape Club, Wild Wild uh-huh. West. Wild Wild West. And, and then I thought like, well, which single do I want to play? I don't want to play the Wild West one because it says something about sex. And I know that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't play that. So I got to play the Red Red Wine one. And looking back on it, they're both bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> then, at least, now it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music is insane. Music it is, is insane. insane it's cra- and there's so much of it everywhere. You can say whatever you want to. Yeah. You just put it in words that are like you're making a new language. Well, there's that, yeah. there's that and I hate to talk <clears throat> about this, but there's that Robin Thicke song, Blurred Lines, Blurred Lines, that's like really misogynistic. And I think today he was talking about how it's like, Actually, you know, if you really listen to it, it's got like a very feminist message to it, and it's like, come on, man, let's <laughs> let's just admit what admit what it is. Um, and also, yeah, that the music video for that. Have you seen the music video? I haven't. I have, just like I, mu- won't, I heard the fir- song nudity the first time everywhere, I and that's another crazy thing is music videos. Since there's no MTV, there's no way to play them really. You can do whatever you want because they're just on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I think that also since it's easier to create stuff like that, certain yeah. people have been really great at, at making music videos, but nobody sees them unless like you right, like the band to begin see, with. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's true. Yeah, so it's kind of like one of those weird art forms that's kind of gone off into its own little world. Yeah, totally. where it, there's like just so much of it that it's either just garbage. Or it's great, but no one's going to see it. Um, oh, yeah, we cut you off. Did you think of, of <laughs> yeah. a, a, a thing that you've come to love? Or, or it's oh, okay well, if you don't have one. I was actually going to say that I agree with you, Eric, in, in the genre thing. Like Even yeah. something like Grateful Dead, I got over mm-hmm. the fact that I didn't, I, didn't really, I didn't really appreciate hippie culture. And totally. I was just like, okay, that, that's a good song. Okay, uh-huh. that, right, like, right. okay, here's a good set of songs. American Beauty, that's an awesome album. Absolutely, I'm sorry, yeah. it's a good album. I, I, yeah. As a musician, I like it. I, you know, I don't care. I don't have to now put the people with the music. I can mm-hmm. separate yeah. it. And reggae is kind of the same way. And, I, and myself and Ben and Heather of TS in the Past Haunts have actually grown to love Peter Tosh. Oh, he sure. is uh-huh. a... God, that stuff smashes, man. He's so political, <laughs> and he's like his voice gets all gritty, and it's awesome. He's mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so good, and also like I think, at least for myself, like when when I was a young person, I would define myself so much by like the music I listen to. Of course, to. oh yeah, that's such so, a big deal. It was yeah. so much of who you were. It <laughs> actually, it obviously uh, creates the the who you are now. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. that is so interesting because I wonder if it's the same for kids now because I feel like it's yeah. such a wash of what right. everything is. There isn't any dividing lines anymore, really, totally. of yeah. stuff. Totally. Well, I mean, when I was in high school, I, I may have talked about this before, where I was in so many different like groups of friends, and each group of friends kind of had their own musical taste. So like, I would have my like jam band Grateful Dead Fish friends, uh-huh. but then I'd also have like my, you know rancid and you know like yeah. stuff like that or piebald osma that kind of stuff um 
Yeah, like there was just that side of things. I think that Weezer was one that kind of transcended all of the different groups at the time right. and was just yeah. like accepted by everybody. It was just that pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and now it's just, you're right, there's no dividing lines. Well, it's, it's you look at, to me too, I, I either hear a country, what is a country song, uh-huh. and it just sounds like the pop homogen, homogenizer song. It just yeah. sounds, uh-huh. there's no nothing that identifies it as country to me anymore. There's right, no, well, it's more just, it's kind of like religious redneck rock. It's not so yeah. much country. Country used to be, actually be something. But then also a a pop person or someone who's like a club whatever can have, you know, like kind of a crazy shaved punk haircut and tons of tattoos and that's like now a that to me would have been the person who's like a badass at the show in Uh 1996 who's like a punk rocker and now they could be like I don't know. I do a lot of ecstasy and yeah, I go to yeah. raves. I, yeah. Just working on some mashups. It's, there's no, it, it seems like all the like stuff that makes you either like left of center or counterculture has mm-hmm. all homogenized itself into that, into right, right. a counterculture mush thing. Um, changing gears a little bit. Another question we like to ask our guests is, did you have any notable run-ins with the law when you were a young person? Or, or did you yes. Yeah. But, um, hit us with it. Well, we had a few <laughs> on piebald tours. These oh, yeah. were not when I was te- a teenager, but I sure. would have been in my early 20s. One time, uh, we were on tour <laughs> with Thursday, oh, and man. we went out for a beautiful evening in Kearney, New Jersey, and sang oh, karaoke. That's and around where I'm Had from. a great time and, yeah. and walked back to uh, one of their houses to sleep and move on to the next place the next day and Mm -hmm. uh on our way back (laughs) (laughs) a a gentleman uh by the nickname of hambone (laughs) climbed on top of the piebald van which some of us were inside of and then there were other people outside and we were just hanging out i bet some of us had alcoholic beverages but we didn't really meet we're just walking home we're trying to get back to uh, somebody's home and sleep yeah any rate, at the moment our our boy Hambone hops on the <laughs> hops Hambone. on the van hops on the van, the a cop car rolls around the corner and it's literally perfect timing. It's he he just nailed it. That cop knew <laughs> where to be. So he rolls around the corner and Hambone is like, I gotta get down. And then all of a sudden there are eight cop cars. Oh, no. And it's just like and then they open Hambone. the van door. Hambone uh, runs down the street after Andy smacks half a peanut butter sandwich on his chest. <laughs> the cops tell him to lay down. They arrest us all. It's They arrested 15 of us for two, three hours. And wow. then they just... We were just so rowdy and so annoying. <laughs> and... They had. They just realized they were, and maybe not in over their heads. We couldn't have won. They could have obviously arrested us all and kept right. us in jail. But they, it was like literally two and a half hours, and they were asking us dumb questions. And they were, they were like, "Do you have any tattoos?" And blah blah, blah and this thing. And have you ever been arrested before? And then they did that through all of us. And there's literally there's fifteen to twenty uh-huh. of us, and it just didn't work out that well for them. We were way more energized than they were. <laughs> and they just could, they couldn't keep up. They're like, we want to get these guys out of here. Oh, that is brilliant. So that was, that was a good one. That was probably the highlight. Uh, something just popped into my head that I remember hearing. Is it 
Do you have a cheese it tattoo? I do. That's- uh, <laughs> there it is. See <laughs> it. Excellent. Cheese it. I have some cheese it's in my little cupboard at home too. Don't tell anybody. Oh man. This is me eating Cheez-Its, but you can't see it on the air. <laughs> oh, you are That's enjoying that right now. <laughs> mm, they're so delicious. Do you have any other zany tattoos? Um, that's probably the most, the most unique. Um, I also love ice cream, and I do have an ice, ice cream, cream yeah. tattoo. All right. That my friend Mike drew. Mike, who I've spoken of before. Don't realize that uh, where you grew up is like the ice cream capital. Is it really? Uh, there's like so oh, much good ice cream around. Like there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good ice cream. You so. can just start driving around uh, New England, really, mm-hmm. and you'll find all sorts of great ice cream shops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, ice cream talk here. With <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about what we're really here for: ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. It's, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, I think let's I would this. go with. It depends who it's made by. Sure. But as I, any true I, ice cream enthusiast yes. would say. <laughs> yep. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Coffee Heath Bar if Whoa, it's Ben wow. & Jerry's. But in general, I love a mint chocolate chip oh, or yeah. a mint cookie. Yeah. You know, mint. I had a feeling you were going to say something in the mint genre. Yeah. There, it's good. <laughs> uh, here in LA, for our listeners, there's a place, still exists. What's it called? It's in Westwood. Oh. The, uh, um, well, anyway, you can get like a... a a, a cookie sandwich for like a dollar fifty. Heard about this place, but um, I've never Re- been. Diddy Reese, that's what it was. Oh. And we would make like we would drive. It's like you know forty minutes from where we live. Um, if there's no traffic, <laughs> and um, we would go there just for for that. But now we have like Cool House and trucks that that will drive around. They just so come it's to you. Way more mm-hmm. easier to get ice cream sandwiches here in LA. <laughs> So I guess that's my big push for everybody here to move here. <laughs> Experience the ice cream sandwich culture. But Cheez-Its you can get at any anywhere, grocery yeah, store. Anywhere. Pretty much. Oh, get them anywhere. I've got a thing to say about Cheez-Its, too. I'm going to go on a rant here. <laughs> Not really. Okay, Dennis Miller. Uh, Do I have time to go to the bathroom then? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't appreciate... Yeah, oh, right there. Right. Right there. <laughs> this is happening. I don't appreciate... Uh, all the various flavors that Cheez-Its are trying to literally shove down our throat. Are they getting bold? They're getting bold. They're getting bold and spicy. That's one. Hot and spicy is one of them. Actually, I like that one. I, that one's not on my shit list. But there's like uh, Colby Jack, which has some weird... Colby Jack? Yeah, it has like some weird dust on what it. What are you trying to prove? I don't know. Nabisco? I know you don't eat Nabisco. this kind of stuff because you're, you're vegan, but I like Cheez-Its a lot. Uh, and I just want a plain old cheese it, guys. I don't want anything with dust on it. That's that's not anything with dust on now, it. Now snack okay. dust is gross. So I've come to realize that. If you could, if you could have any flavor of cheese it, to like you know that doesn't exist already, what might it be? That doesn't exist already? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. This question's going your way too, Travis. I love the, bear, the werewolf. Oh, the, yeah. I, I hung that up this morning. Spooky skin. I hung that up this morning. <laughs> um, so good. Oh, that's a good question, John. He asked if there's a flavor of Cheez-It that doesn't already There exist. is. Old Bay seasoning. Old Bay seasoning. What's that? Um, it's usually what is uh, when they when you go to like uh, Pennsylvania or something and you can get a right. crab, a, like a hard shell, hard boiled crab, okay. like a, a seasoning. And it's usually just kind of like spicy and salty. It's good. Oh. So that's one that doesn't exist that you would invent in the yeah in the cheese cheese factory. Yeah, I'd go there. I'd, ch- I'd check that out. This I'd is, try it. This doesn't really answer your question, John. But <laughs> where I'm from uh, in Maine, there's a brand called Humpty Dumpty. They might just have them throughout New England. I don't know, but they have uh, potato chips that have ketchup flavor uh-huh. and dill flavored. 
And if you go down to like Maryland, there's like crab flavored. Huh. Really good, and I wish you could get them out here. Yep, that's my big. So maybe if you could have like a dill or a crab flavored cheese, it you maybe would at least see. That, you would at least give it a try. I'd, I'd definitely give. Crab sounds <laughs> weird. I like crab just fine. Oh, this episode is so weird. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, we'll go. Let's get back to. Uh, I guess yeah. Let's get back on time. Well, uh, we, you had mentioned earlier the, the van and and the the biodiesel conversion. I mm-hmm. uh, I I have always I've always. Since I was born, I've heard about the, no, I've So I've always I've known about this van, this bus that you guys had. We had a few, actually. You had a few. All right, so can you tell us the, the origin story of your uh, yeah, the piebald be- travel? It was way before I was even aware that such a thing could be done. Yeah, I guess it was uh, mid-2000s, okay. and we had a red 12-passenger Ford diesel, and our friend Mike who lives in Portland, um, he had been converting diesel vehicles to run on vegetable oil. And basically what you do is install another tank. You install a solenoid switch, which flips from the vegetable oil tank and the stock diesel tank. Mm-hmm. You have to start it on diesel and end it on diesel. And you ne- usually need five minutes on either side huh. to heat the vegetable oil because it's thicker. It's more viscous. Right. So you have to, to kind of... Heat it up and let it get a little more uh, soft and liquidy. But, yeah, you just flip the switch. It takes it. We, we have filters in the tank, so when we pour the vegetable oil in from the back of a sushi restaurant or whatever, we just did bucket brigade. So yeah. we'd have one guy standing over the tank. He would have a little metal bucket, and he'd pour it into, like, a bigger, like, five-gallon, like, Home Depot bucket. Okay. Uh-huh. That person would take it to the tank. We had two sock filters that fit into, like, the side of this tank. Just pour them in there. They raise up, but it goes down slowly. You do it again. Right. I think our first tank was probably, like, 60 gallons because the van was a lot smaller. And uh-huh. then when we had Thor, which is a bigger van, <laughs> it was, like, a... I want to say that one was maybe like a hundred. Wow! And that's huge. Like that's a lot of weight when you get it full. It's would a lot guys, of weight. Would you guys get permission from the restaurants, or would you just take? If it? they were open, yeah, we would <laughs> absolutely go inside and usually either buy something or talk to them. Often people were really excited. Well, they yeah, because they, they have loved to pay it. to get rid of that. Right? They have to pay to get rid of it, and it's also just a unique. I think most people don't think that it can happen so they just they're just in they're astounded watching you pour it into the back of your van you know and usually japanese places would be the best they just have really clean grease that they get rid of because the cleaner it is the better because if you go to some place and you open their grease trap and it's a dirty mess that's a lot harder to work with than when you go somewhere else and you open the grease trap and it's very it looks like what you would almost put in a pan to cook uh-huh. your right, right. potatoes with, you know. Right, right, right. <clears throat> so uh the cleaner the better, obviously. It's less filtering. What's the best uh, Okay, so I I've been in cars that have had the like the biodiesel conversion and you know it'll smell well, it's not like even bio, It's not even biodiesel. Oh, well, this was the vegetable, vegetable oil. oil. Yeah. Sorry, but the conversion you, to vegetable oil. Yeah. And it'll smell like whatever was pretty much cooked in Oh, absolutely. The oil. Our exhaust oh, would really? sometimes smell yeah. like french fries. Yes, french you know? fries. So, <laughs> what were maybe some of the, do you have any memorable memorable scents that the vans would No, like? the french fry one was the most prominent which made led me to believe that just like a fried oil oil 
of a, of, from a vegetable substance that gets hot, just has kind of a it, French, fry French fry smell. smell. Yeah. yeah. Um, at least in a little way. A little in bit. In a little way. Yeah. Should we uh, answer some questions yeah, and then let, get back to Travis? Let's do that. Um, I, I do want to talk a, a little bit more about the, the, van, the van bus situation. Sure. Oh, well, let's, let's yeah. talk um, yeah. So uh, it was kind of like, it was something that certainly Eric and I had like heard of. There was like the legend of the piebald bus. Or yeah, van. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a shirt with the bus after it died, I think. Yeah. You guys made a shirt. Melvin. Melvin. <laughs> Melvin. So there was Melvin, bus. Thor... Melvin, and then there was uh, a Big Red, which Big was Red. the first diesel, right. and that was a 12-passenger. It's actually kind of on the smaller side. And then we had Thor. Thor was like um, a bus that would take you from the airport to the close hotel. Okay. It was like, a, yeah, it was absolutely like a shuttle that we just changed the inside and put <laughs> a, installed a tank and then put all our gear in the back, built a couple bunks, and that van actually was terrible for okay. <laughs> It was but a then lot Melvin of was a lot your, of pushing. Ooh, that didn't say good. Yeah, but Melvin was like your Melvin was like Lord. our when we were in high school and oh. we went on our first East Coast tour and then the first U.S. tour we did <clears throat> with Melvin and so that was like a late high school purchase of ours for a thousand bucks and that nice. was just that was not a diesel and it was uh-huh. not did not run on vegetable oil that was just the first van we ever had it was just a right. it was just a short bus you know uh-huh. so. Um, this is a little bit off topic, but I something reminded me. Did you guys have any? Did you guys ever have any like van break-ins or equipment stolen or any like bad shit happen to you on tour? Uh, we were really lucky because none of that ever happened to us. That's great. Um, we never lost a piece of gear from a break-in. You know. Have you guys heard the story about like Sonic Youth getting a bunch of guitars stolen? And they couldn't play song, like certain songs because they just didn't remember what the tuning was or like huh. the strings were on them. And then finally, somebody recovered them. And then, like after like years, they're like, "Oh, we can play these songs again." And, oh, uh, weird. Yeah, it's, it's um, like the break can happen like a few years after they found the. I don't even know how they found the guitars. That sounds yeah. a little that something sounds about really that sounds strange. a little weird. To sounds me. a little weird. I should do some fact checking. <clears throat> yeah, too bad your brother's well, not here to, to Google for us. Yeah, on our next episode, my brother Dan's gonna be around to do some. Uh, he's gonna be our intern for the day. Nice. Um, but well, if work. you're if you're gonna look that up, I may as well start reading the uh, the first question. So. Uh, Actually, most of these questions... The first one comes from Seventeen Magazine's website, the message board. These are real teens asking real advice questions. And we're going to... And these are some really strange ones. Uh, some of them may be a little too strange, but we'll just Should read them. Should I get them. a beer first? What's that? Should I get a beer first? You might, wa- sure, you yeah. might want to. Oh, All here right. we are. Sonic yes. Youth recovers stolen guitars. Uh, after in the th- fridge, yeah. There's just after yourself. 13 years. Do you mind grabbing me one, too, actually? Yeah. I'll have another also. Why not? Alright, Eric, read it. Yeah, on the morning of July 4th, 1999, a rider truck holding Sonic Youth's massive collection of one of a kind modified touring gear was stolen. That's really bonkers, yeah. It's kind of wild after all this time. Because it's a guitar. One white jazz master was used by Thurston Moore on songs including Bull in the Heather, Dirty Sue. Uh, But I've seen them do that song, I think. Yeah, mm. see, it seems a little weird Maybe that you'd get a, get a guitar back that's stolen. Because right. yeah, if anybody it, played that thing and it was in some crazy tuning, yeah, they yeah. probably were like, what is this? And yeah, fixed they just, it if they or they just about tune it. it. Right. They're like, all right, now it's a real guitar and I can play it like anybody else. Um, okay, right, so yeah. this first one's from 17 
magazine's message board, and we can answer, we can respond to these people. They're not, they do not listen to this. Okay. Very few teenagers probably do listen to this show. Right. Um, and it's probably just coincidence, but uh, certainly not these ones. So this girl is 16, and she asks, uh, what is your opinion on shopping at thrift stores like Goodwill in Plato's Closet? Oh. Do you think it's a good way to save money and find one-of-a-kind uh, pieces, or cheap and gross to wear other people's clothes? <laughs> Have you shopped at thrift stores before? Would you consider doing it in the future? Thanks. Well, I feel like... This question directed to three of us. Yeah, they chose the wrong audience. <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm to absolutely like, shop think... at a thrift store, and I will probably wash that item first. That, you, there yeah. you go. I solved both Prob- problems for you, girl. <laughs> probably wash it first. There's a, if it, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they That's wash a, that stuff sometimes. Uh, one time I was coming out of a Goodwill, and we were walking to my car, and I was wearing, we were probably, it's a friend of mine, we were probably both wearing like cardigans and like, whatever t-shirt we had bought at a Goodwill previously. Just looked like total weenuses. We were walking towards my car and this old lady was in a car, like in, in the path between my car and uh, where we were walking. And she looked at us so terrified and we heard all the doors lock <laughs> on, on her car. Like, Why are you afraid of us, of all people? I remember the first time that, I, bef- right before I went to a Goodwill for the first time, or Salvation Army, um, a friend of mine in high school, Rob, um, was telling me about thrift stores and he's like oh it's so great you can find anything at a thrift store and it'll change from like day to day this is like the first time someone's telling me about it and like i'm just standing there like wide-eyed listening to him and he's like you could walk in one day and there'll just be like a yellow taxi cab there and then the next day there'll just a be yellow like a taxi cab. yeah i don't know he was just giving <laughs> oh, shouting out examples and stuff and it's just like oh my god i have to go and then everything that i wore for the rest of that like oh, yeah. year life all, yeah it was like a life. point of pride I'm dead now and uh, <laughs> yeah. got buried in my thrift store clothes a light um, FM song thrift store clothes alright hey next call question. back to light FM do I still got a shot with her we have been on three dates but I didn't kiss her on the third date she boring told, yeah <laughs> she told oh wait she told me she was going to be honest and she offers me her friendship and said that she loves me to spend time with me and my future girlfriend will be lucky to have me. I said, okay. And she said, thanks for being mature. So we kept talking after that, and she changed her texting style, similar to Text my texting style. style. And during the dates, she showed flirting signs. I know I fell in the friend zone, but you don't fall in love with a stranger. You fall in love with someone you know. So how do I make her fall in love with me? So I was thinking I'll keep in touch with her and ask her to the Electric Daisy Carnival <laughs> in September and declare myself to her. Is that a good idea? No. No. <laughs> You're really boring. That guy's really boring. That question and the rest of them all come from Yahoo Answers and they, they, will, they get Where, crazier the, and crazier. What's by the, the way. answer to that? I mean, like, um, who answered no. that one? On, I want to read Yahoo Answers well, to the, those. Uh, I don't know if there was an answer to that one, to be honest. Um, well, no, you're in the friend zone, dude. It's yeah. the Electric Daisy Carnival. Maybe she'll make out with you when she's on ecstasy yeah. or something. But uh, <laughs> in, like in between Skrillex sets. But uh, yeah, no, man. In between Skrillex. Skrillex is getting a lot of uh, airtime. Did I talk about Skrillex? We today? mentioned Skrillex earlier, didn't we? I talked I don't know. about how that's one of my guilty pleasures. Right? Oh, you did. I do actually like Skrillex. Oh, you, know, you were talking about dubstep earlier. Oh, I did yeah. mention dubstep. Yeah. yeah. I don't like dubstep as a whole, guys. But I do sort of like Skrillex. Because my thing is, if kids are listening to that, it's not so bad. It's, it's weird. It's abrasive. It's going to piss parents off. 
that's kind of cool in a way, right? Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of like when I was like 14 years old and listening to like Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> way more offensive to like for parents and stuff, and yeah, you know. But Skrillex sounds like something malfunctioning, which that's I like. true. I enjoy that about it. You like broken machinery? I do kind of, yeah. I mean, I just, I can imagine a parent being like, turn that crap yeah. off. It sounds like Actually, a CD player skipping. <laughs> Travis, when you were a kid, did your parents have any, uh, did they disagree with any of the music that you listened to, brought into the uh, house or anything? Uh, they definitely did. I don't think my mom or stepfather liked anything I was listening to. They didn't ever, they would make me turn it down. Uh-huh. But they never said real like they didn't tell me what to listen to, which was nice. Uh-huh. That's good. But they definitely didn't like what I was listening to. Okay. Did you ever hear that story that Paul Shear told once about how his mom snapped Weird Al seed, uh, oh red vinyl God, over good. her knee because she thought that there was satanic? Because that, there's a song called Nature Trail to Hell. Right. That is yeah. crazy. I think and about, Nature Trail to Hell is awesome. It yeah. is in 3D. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's from Polka Party, right? Uh, I can find. I have the, the records right yeah. over there. I can I think find it's it. on the album in 3D. Oh my! Yeah. Oh, it is in 3D. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Polka Party was right around that time, though. <laughs> that was the album before or after. Those were oh, so great. They're so amazing. Travis, why don't you read that one on the top? <clears throat> don't worry about it being in horrible with horrible grammar. Do I read the top line? Yeah, the, the top line and the real the... question mark. Okay. Oh, wow. And I'm reading this. Sounds bad. (laughs) Does it look desperate if you try to flirt with girls at a college orientation? (laughs) I had my college orientation back in June, and I was really excited to finally meet some new girls. I flirted with a few and got some numbers with mixed results. (laughs) Does it look desperate or weird if you're hitting on girls at college orientation? (laughs) For me, it would be. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's weird. Travis, you sketchball. Stop yeah. doing that. Uh, one of my, during orientation, one of my uh, in college, one of my good friends, Forrest, just went up to a bunch of freshmen and was like, hey, do you guys like to party? What? <laughs> I think it's the greatest opening You like to line. party? <laughs> I mean, he, he knew he was being sketchy when he did it. Uh, I mean, uh, they're in college. It's not, I don't know. I think slow your roll a little bit there, Captain. Why he's in college? What is he up to? He's not in college. He's in college orientation. He's in before college. Oh, which is is called high school. Yeah. Oh, he's in high school and he's flirting with. Oh, I'm sorry, I misheard. Uh, College orientation. So it's like maybe the summer (laughs) before. Good luck with that, dude. Good luck with that. He got numbers with mixed results. That's my. (laughs) That's my favorite part. It's like what mixed numbers? That's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What a knucklehead. Sorry, I'm not like I ever flirted with anybody like, at all when I was 18. Um, all right, this one's a little gross. Yeah, I frowned when I saw it. You frowned? It's disgusting. <laughs> all right, uh, we can gong this one if it's too disgusting to even right, talk I about. It. I saw it. Why does my boyfriend want to drink my period blood? I have look, look, guys. I have heavy periods, and he likes to drink it. Is that normal? Sometimes he asks, this is a question somebody asks, sometimes he asks me to drink it and I do it because I love him, but is it normal? I mean, it does taste, you are gonging me right now, I mean, it does taste decently good, but it's weird when he gets homemade vacuum and sucks it out, well, yeah. that's bad. This is a fake one. Okay. All right. Well, then let's skip to this next one. How do I get a white girl with a big butt and skinny hips? (laughs) Look around. Yeah. (laughs) 
I am young, but whenever I talk to a super hot girl with a big butt, she just she just blows me off. Or if she's blonde and I'm really nice and will compliment them, not on their body, what? but say they're really pretty. Oh, complimenting the blonde girls, not on their body, but saying they're really pretty, but they call me ugly? What can I do to get a big booty girl? I think you gotta uh. ch- change the way you think about this song. Yeah, seriously. And what? <laughs> He's... I like I like to, I want to see this guy in in action. Like I want to see what he thinks being smooth. And yeah. Being, like, yeah, but I want like. I want to observe him, but also like tune into his thoughts. <laughs> like just channel into his brain and just be like, what is going on in his head right now? It's just like okay, target acquired. She's blonde and she's got a big booty. I like. I'm gonna compliment her, but not on the body. I love the subject line in this next one. My girlfriend's gross. Am I overreacting? (laughs) My girlfriend's really fun, smart, and she's hot. But her and her friends do dumb stuff around each other. Yesterday, yesterday, she and her friends were trying to jump and fart at the same time. They hit each other in the vagina, and they pull stupid pranks on random people. When my girlfriend is around her friends, they act immature together. Me and my friends don't even do uh, this type of stuff. Like, this seems like a teenage boy's dream. Yeah, right? Yeah. To be, like, with a girl who's, like... Most of these aren't problems. Here, can you get yeah, a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is just, like, listen to how cool my girlfriend is. I feel like this dude must have, like, a white sweatshirt tied around his neck or something. <laughs> or a white sweater. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's... They hit each other in the vagina. What does that do? Well, I mean, didn't you guys ever knuckle around? Knuckle around. Knuckle around. <laughs> uh, like, you, ever, you and your friends never well, went through that jackass phase where you're, like, trying to... Never had, like, a, a really jackass phase. My friends were all pretty chill. But actually, like, my friend... I, I, I read the subtext there. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Will, who actually got me into Piebald... Will Humphreys, good dude, was the guy in the group of friends who would always have his nutsack out and would always be doing shit with it. He was the nutsack guy. And you could always rely on him for some cool scrotum tricks. Did he say the bird bird bath? The gum stuff, but it was just... The bird bath? Do you know the bird bath? What's the bird bath? It's when you pull your balls into like a... Or your sack, more or less, <laughs> sure. into a bird bath type of thing. Into and then, if like you're really good, you can pee in it. And if you're not, you just pour water in it. Just pour water in it, and then it's a bird bath. <laughs> it's free advice there, teens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's this this guy who wrote this. If you're listening, maybe you should take a page out of uh, Travis's book here. <laughs> should do the bird bath. Yeah, and and try to one up your your girlfriend and what her friends do, and start doing some bird baths and, and some scrotum tricks. Because <laughs> there's um, a lot of them. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of the puppetry of the penis made a whole yeah. lot of money off of it. Um, I don't understand this whole trying to jump and farting at the same time thing. Is it like that sounds? Is it something where it's like it's impossible like to running, jump and fart at the same time? Like running and pooping or something like that's mm-hmm. impossible. I think the guy was. A lying and B trying to make think of something that just sounded so crazy. Right, right, right. So this dude's just a big lame dude. Pretty much He's lying. Me and my friends don't even do this type of stuff. Get out is of what here. he says at the end. Fucking liar. Um, <laughs> Get out of here. So we uh, we covered the beginnings. Um, I'm curious as to when you guys decided to to break up and you move. What what prompted the move to LA? Well, we Piebald had all lived here as a band for a year, okay. and I want to say that was 
September of 2003 to September of 2004. But we were on, on tour a lot of that year, and I really enjoyed my time in L.A., but didn't feel like I got the full L.A. experience. So I moved back a few years later, mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to go to grad school, but I didn't, and now I'm 35, and I'm definitely not going to grad school. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, when did TS in the Past Haunt start up? That was, I think our first show was played in 2009, okay. so now, wow, what? Wow, so <laughs> I guess four, four years. Oh, wow. that's wild. Put out an f- EP, an album, and we're about to put out a new EP, but we have a lot of songs, and we're just seeing what happens. I mean, we don't, like I said, we don't have a label, we're just playing shows and uh-huh. right, right, right. making stuff, so. Yeah, right. I mean, like we said earlier, the, the album's a lot of fun. <clears throat> Thanks. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, who, who's in this band? Uh, Are there my, any of this? None of the same people from Piebald. No, right? none of the same people from Piebald. Uh, myself, my friend Ben is the drummer, and his wife Heather plays bass, and she does some vocals as well. She does and, awesome backup. Vocals. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She's uh, I shouldn't say what we call her on the air, but um, <laughs> her name is Heather, and her voice sounds like an organ, so we call her a horgan sometimes. Oh. <laughs> We're like, hey, we did we get the horgan on that? Oh, she will hate yeah. that I'm talking about her right now too. She's so bummed. Her ears are burning. Right yeah, now. but. That being said, she does have a beautiful voice, yeah. and it's very, I feel like the compliments of our voices, or how mm-hmm. they work together, is a, it's good. I, I've really enjoyed playing with them. It's been a really fun past four years, like, and making that record, and yeah. all our new songs, and just playing shows. We just have a blast. It's so fun. Well, that's great. So, yeah, that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, totally. And you've got that, uh, that, that video that you did, so that'll be... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Exciting. Do you, so you're, you're, that's probably going to be released when the EP is coming out? I'm hoping someone will actually premiere it because it is good enough of a video that someone would want to show it ahead of time. And then uh, we right. will hopefully, we will be releasing uh, a digital EP on the 27th of August, which is a Tuesday. And we day also before your sh- birthday. Day before my birthday. Three days before Going to be birthday. 36. Yeah. yeah. And we also, all the songs will be released that day, so they'll be available online or it'll be free or pay what you want. It won't, right. I'm not, right. it's, there's just three songs. AP, it sounds great. We recorded it uh, with our friend Sean. just sounds we're psyched <laughs> so it's just fun we're just gonna do a bunch of EPs in a row I think nice yeah. um, and do does Piebald still get together at all or um, I see perfect? everyone uh, Aaron lives here mm-hmm. in LA uh, but Andrew and Luke live in Massachusetts John mm-hmm. and Laura his wife live in Hamburg with their kids mm-hmm. I don't see John as often anymore sadly I wish mm-hmm. I saw them more frequently but um, whenever I'm back in Mass I try to see Andy and yeah. Luke Obviously, and Andy just had a baby, so congrats to Andy. And uh, Luke and Karen have been living on their beautiful farm with uh, their wife, Olive, for a few years now, and hmm. that's awesome. And Aaron is uh, getting married soon as well. Man. So Everyone's growing up. I know. Growing yeah, up. It's wild. It really is. I mean, here we are. That's awesome. Uh, uh, we, there was one thing that Eric and I were talking about earlier. Well, we had... Oh, oh yeah. If So... When was the last time that, that Piebald played? I mean, to, we went to Europe in 2011, 2010. Okay, so pretty, so pretty recently. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago, and then uh, I want to say it was 2009, uh-huh. or I want to say 
all right. I'm going to say that Europe was 2011, and it was like March, April zone. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that Bamboozle that we played two shows at when we re-released mm-hmm. all the old stuff was 2009 or 10. Okay. okay. And we did the East Coast show and the West Coast show of Bamboozle on that. So we played two shows since we've broken up in the States, and then... Um, one in Belgium and like six in Germany. Nice. But yeah, I feel like if we play again, it's we gotta have a good reason. Right, right, right. right. Uh, like but just, one thing that we were talking about, we were wondering if there are any songs that you guys have that you are maybe tired of playing. You've just done them so much. Um, just... I gotta be honest. Uh, with Piebald, I haven't played any of those songs in quite a while, so all of them would probably be have some sort of new fresh thing to me uh-huh. where yeah, I could yeah, yeah. turn it around and with the past haunts I haven't been playing those songs long enough that I I got the best of both worlds yeah. there you go no but like do you, I do you have a do nothing you have a, is really out out of sure. bounds to me do you have any point. favorites from the old piebald stuff yeah absolutely there's songs I think that are better than others absolutely but any um, maybe that have more of a, a personal connection with you that you're just like oh yeah that's that's one that I'm, I'm always going to want to play. Or... Um, I don't know that it's... I would say... They're, all, would your, they're the, all your children. You love them all equally. Well, no, but I don't think the connection is to the ones I would want to play. Okay. I don't think that's where I get connected to it. I think the connection is to the ones where uh, I either... I realize that it's about me uh-huh. later. You know, like you look back on it, you're like, oh, yeah, the, Ooh, or you you just reconnect with something about it. Uh, sure. I think, yeah, there's, it's maybe not... Um, uh, I don't quite know where I'm going with this, but like the connection is definitely not just uh, the performance of sure. it. Sure, you know? right. Um, well, I, I think it's maybe time to start wrapping things up, but yeah, I, I yeah. do have uh, one last question Personally, you guys Eric gotta go see to... Sebado. Yeah, I'm gonna. Go see I'm not Sebado, going, right? unfortunately. Uh. It's just Eric. But um, do you do you think that the teenage skateboarding with your friends version of you would look at the way that your life has gone and been like, "Fuck, that's pretty cool," or like, "I don't believe that that's the way that my life is gonna shape out." I'm gonna go with both of those answers. Uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised at where I've ended up. But I think that kid that I was would be pretty happy at the me that I am now. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Hey, man, it's ups and downs, right? Yeah, it's like, right. But as long as you keep your head up and keep that PMA going, you know, that like, PMA? That's right. It's a, <laughs> it's a good. It's you can, you can do it. You can figure it out. You know. Fuck, man. Well, this is you'll been, get there. This has been really awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have like a? a, a like TS in the Past Haunts Facebook or Twitter you want to plug? We or? do. Everything is uh, just whatever it would be. Like, you know, Facebook with the backslash and then it's just <laughs> TS in the Past Haunts. Actually, though, our Twitter is TS the Past Haunts. Gotcha. But everything else, look us up that way. Do awesome. you mind if we attach maybe a TS in the Past Haunts song at the end of this? Not at all. You do you know, have hey, any preference? No, whatever you want to do. Whatever if you want to put a piebald song at the end of it, I'm not that bummed about it. I made them all! I made them all! I was there! We could even do both. Uh, yeah. I definitely want to put uh, Let's Be Lazy on the end. I love mm-hmm. that song. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a, that's an awesome song. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, so, okay, August 27th? 
Yep, we yeah. will be releasing three new songs and a video, and hopefully someone will premiere it before that. And this Friday, August 2nd, yeah. TS and the Past Haunts will be playing at the Satellite with Light FM, Young Light, and Great Northern, and we play at 9. Right so, on. Awesome. Oh, I've heard really awesome things about Great Northern. They've been around for a while. They yeah. have. Yeah. It's kind of an heard, interesting show of bands that have been around for a while. Who like Great Northern hasn't played in a long time, so uh-huh. it might be might be kind of awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, if anyone's in fun. Los Angeles, might be a good thing to check out. Um, I have some shows with my band, Wreck of the Zephyr, uh, and actually we played with TS in the Past Haunts last year. Um, oh. On ooh, I just changed the page. On October, um, October. August 6th at the Silver Lake Lounge, we're playing with a band called uh, Watching Machines. And then again on October 11th, we're playing at Permanent Records. That's sort of an early show. The show starts at like 5 or 6. We're playing with Spokenest and uh, a band from Salt Lake City called Jaws, but spelled all goofy. Uh, so look out for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to quickly plug some Hey Teen stuff. The zine is available at, right now, the following stores. Uh, Skylight Books in LA, Monkey Wrench Books in Austin, Texas, yep. and uh, Powell's Books in Portland. You can pick up. Oh, and uh, also Pop Hop. Uh, bookstore in Highland Park in LA or check out heyteenspodcast.com to pick yeah. up the zine we got buttons too uh, if you see them too send us pictures of, uh, of yourself with yeah them. print out some paper dolls of me and Eric yeah oh yeah what is, what's the website on that oh, oh well, it's, it's just on heyteenspodcast.com yeah. Travis has to take a piss again <laughs> <laughs> but I have a squirrel bladder <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah Everyone, uh, follow us at Hey Teens Podcast on Twitter. Uh, email us, heyteenspodcast.gmail.com. Write a review on iTunes. We always love it when people yeah. do that. Um, we got ones from uh, a guy, the Rhythmic Jew or something like that. Really, really nice. <laughs> Travis is singing while he pees. Yeah, I'm just trying to like maybe kill some time <laughs> while he's taking a piss before we have to say our uh, goodbye. Oh, I have a thing also. Uh, if you don't get enough of me on here... Um, I did a podcast called Jeans and Sports with my friend Jim Hall. Um, we are retiring Jeans and Sports. We've come to the end of what we could do there. And we're starting a new podcast that we're very excited about. It's called Jim and Eric Present Jamerica with Jim and Eric. <laughs> and um, it's sort of, it's more freeform, kind of whatever goes podcast than Hey Teens. And it's a. Uh, we're pretty excited about it, so check that out. It's going to be dropping next week, I think, so stay tuned. And I'm, I'm actually guest co-hosting on Podcast Squared again. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty Our soon. Since that. So, Travis, thank you so much. You're very welcome. For hanging thank out with guys. us. Of course. Uh, you are a cool guy, and we like hanging out with cool guys. <laughs> and, I'm, uh, not th- I'm not that cool. Not that cool. <laughs> well, we're not that cool either, so it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, it, all, it all evens out. Uh, Eric, thank you for... Just being here. Thanks. All right, I'm going to go to Sebado right now. Okay. Uh, good choice. Thank, thank, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, goodbye, teens. Bye, teens. You need your hair.